I am Bamps, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen misunderstood emo Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. Uh, hi, I'm Super Cookie, and I play Coco, the Gangrel. This is Cotton, and I play Terrence, the Tremere. Our scene opens up with a bright light, something that has not truly been seen in our tale so far. It is the bright light of the sun, and as we come down from that, we are on a uh, on a grassy hill in the middle of a copse of trees with a handful of silhouettes and shapes uh, just kind of milling about. The same little clearing that we just left Missy in, where she was talking to herself, in a way, uh, just as she was beginning to see the faint outline of who she, seeing the faint outline of Raven that she recognized. Not filled in, not in color, but same kind of boots, same kind of hairstyle, general appearance that leads her to believe that that is who this image represents. Uh, so then I ask Missy, what are you going to do? Well, upon uh, seeing that shadowy figure and starting to recognize parts of it as Raven, uh, Missy will wander over to uh, where that shadowy shape is to see if she can interact with it. It moves and has the same body language as Ravenwood, uh, but makes no attempt at speaking. Nothing audible can be heard from it. Uh, but its its weight shifts. It gives a little wave as though it would recognize you, um, but nothing audible. Not even like when it <clears throat> not even when its weight shifts. You don't hear the crunch of grass or anything like that. Uh, I think. Slowly, Missy will uh, extend her hand out and try to touch the shadowy figure. As if to see it's real or is like a mm -hmm. handshake on it? No, just um, to poke. <laughs> uh, so it will, flinch is the wrong word, but uh, it will let you poke at it. And when you push, it responds as though you were pushing on a person like there's uh, it feels like there's give and it shifts a little bit but nothing that uh, but it but it continues to make no sound okay um of the people i can see fully formed mm -hmm. are any of them nearby uh you are nearby i'll ask me mm -hmm. um who are these people? Indicating specifically Raven, I imagine. Yes, like gesturing to the shadow. Of, who are these people? You know who that is. Well, I guess I know who that is. That's Raven. You know that. You hang but, out with her all the time. And Missio kind of just, I don't know, in a almost absurd comedic way, will like touch herself to see she's solid, and while looking at herself. I'm solid. Okay. 
you're solid and then she'll like whoosh through the shadowy face. Like what's, why are they different? Like, I don't understand. Raven will put her hand on her hips. Like the fuck? Like what do you, uh, in response to you whooshing your Mm -hmm. hand through the silhouette. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, no, uh, no vocalizations come Mm -hmm. from the figure. Uh, you will respond to your question with, well, sometimes it takes a little time to to really get the groundwork laid. Don't worry, we just, she'll fit in just fine. Well, what about me? She gestures down at herself. We fit in just fine, too. When did we lay the groundwork? Oh, that's a very complicated question. I don't know if we know that. I think Missy's... Missy can't figure it out. Still confused. Um, So I think she'll kind of uh, reflect on the events of the evening and now that she's in this, you know, lit up daylight, grassy hill world. She'll look at herself and lean Yourself in. Yourself is mirroring your body posture. Mm-hmm. And kind of lean in to like, you know, whisper to each other and say, is is this what it means to be Bahari? That's a, that's a good question. I think that's something we're still figuring out. But there's... Who? We. And she... Me most, and you? She, yeah. What, you... Did you think we were different people? No, I talk to myself a lot. This is not new. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. You know. I just different. want to make sure, because sometimes I'm confused, so I assume sometimes you are confused. I'm always confused. I live in a state of confusion. Oh, sister, you telling me. Exactly. <laughs> but, and the other figures that are around, one of them was the prince, right? Yes. Okay. And she'll kind of point over to the prince and go, well, wouldn't the prince know? I mean, she's kind of in charge, right? Well, haven't you asked her? You're here with her. I mean, haven't you asked her? I'm you. But you've been here longer. Why haven't you asked? I don't have a good answer for you. For me. Us. (laughs) She's distracted by this. I'm trying to figure it out. I tell you what, what let's go do ask everything. Her. Yes, let's go ask her. <laughs> so arm in arm we go. <laughs> uh, and off you go. Uh, the mm-hmm. prince is over there. She is tending a small garden. Uh, this one is normal. It's just a, a bit of, uh, it is a little flower bed that has a couple of different types of um, nothing truly exotic in it, but you know, still Mm -hmm. looks nice. Uh, She has a a small set of pruning shears and is wearing gardening gloves, little sun hat, and uh, not quite an apron, but a I want to call it a tool belt, but not to that degree. It's not as thick or as heavy, but it's like a a belt with some pockets that you can put different things in. 
Um, She's just humming a little song to herself as you guys approach. As as I, we, us get closer, uh, she'll kind of do what she normally does whenever she greets the prince. And uh, like whatever, if it's a bow or a, you know, whatever, honorific. Um, to uh, you tell let me her this know. isn't this isn't your weird mindscape. Yeah, that's true. So I guess um, she will walk up and she'll kind of stand where she knows the prince can see her, either in the periphery or in front of her, but not in the garden. Just or just more not standing on any of the plants or anything. Not to be disrespectful, and uh, and kind of do a, a little bow and and. Say, my prince. Uh, she notices your shadow as it approaches, and it casts a very somatic look over her little bed of flowers. And after she finishes with the flower that she is currently uh, pruning some leaves off of that are, you know, a little not perfect, uh, hmm. she'll sit back on her heels, wipe the sweat from her brow, and uh, give you a pleasant smile. and give you her undivided attention. What can I help you with, Missy? Missy, I'll just do a, a pleasant smile and, and say, well, I, we, me, have a, a question about this place. We? And she looks, and your older self is not... Uh... Of course. What a flake. Um... Me, I, I have a question um, about this place. Sorry, mm -hmm. I misspoke. Um, is this uh, is this what it means to be Bahari? She tilts her head, puts her tools down, and pats the grass next to her for you to sit. She'll sit. As you sit, you are sitting, looking over the uh, the entirety of this little grassy area. And in the transition from standing to sitting, it's one of those cinematic things where the camera follows you. And as it pans, you are now looking out over everyone, even though that's not exactly how the, the geometry of this place worked beforehand. And uh, she will ask you, what What do you think that this place means? Well, and she'll kind of point to the garden that's around them and, and say, well, I mean, obviously it's a, a place of, you know, creation, birth, renewal, growth. But then she'll point over to that grave and say, but it's also a place of suffering and horror. She gives small nods, as you mentioned, all of the positive things, the, the growth, the renewal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And when you point towards uh, when you point towards the grave where there is Samuel Cartwright's body, or at least you know a representation of it, semantics. Mm -hmm. uh, She'll give a solemn nod and say, yes, he did cause a lot of suffering. But now he doesn't anymore. 
No, he's the only one suffering now. So suffering's still happening here. Right? Did you ask him if he's suffering? Or you just look at him and see he's suffering. No, that's that's not entirely true. How so? He's got a the representation in the grave has the apple Mm -hmm. in his mouth, but not the tree growing out of him. Right. He's just was slowly covered with dirt and uh Yeah. Okay. Um Mr. will say, well, I mean, I've I've seen him before, and he's been driven mad. He's he's trapped. He's got a fucking tree growing out of him. I mean, it, he's suffering. He's alive, but can't do anything. He can't escape it. That's suffering. He's here. He's suffering. Is he here, or is it just his his shell that is his husk that is? present um no because there's no tree coming out of him uh so yeah it's it's my you know yeah my mental projection of him but but i don't understand i mean it's it's this isn't and she'll kind of gesture around to the sunshine and the grass like this place isn't as happy as it looks who looks unhappy she looks genuinely concerned that somebody could be in a uh, in a state of unhappiness. And she'll point over to Cartwright. <laughs> Him. I. I don't. He's not there. She stumbles for the to find those words for a second, as if the things that she is trying to explain are clearly just make sense, and it's strange that you don't get it. Mm-hmm. The the man that was known as Samuel Cartwright, my my sire, is is not in there. No, no, you put him in a vault under a mall. She Why? Kind of shrugs off to the side, like I mean, I, yeah, sure. It's mm. a little more complicated than that, but she does not disagree with the fact that that is what has happened. But why do that? Why? Why go through all that trouble? Why not just stake him or, you know, leave him out in the sun? Like, why do all of this? Maybe. She gets a thoughtful look for a second and reaches beside herself and picks up a second pair of pruning shears and hands them to you and Maybe it would make more sense if you helped me with something. Missy looks around and looks down at her hand with the shears. And like, uh, doesn't look like I'm going anywhere. So, sure, I'll help you out. And then <clears throat> she turns, the camera spins, and then the two of you are sat in front of an untamed mess of weeds and flowers and just it looks like a garden that somebody has not properly tended to in years Hmm. and she motions to some of the weeds and uh, insinuates that she needs your help to clean it up 
Oh, oh, okay. I mean, you know, a lawnmower would take it down a lot faster than these little shears. She points with her shears towards an area where there is some weeds and some flowers that are growing together, where the weeds are a little higher than uh, than the the good flowers that are there. Well, you see, and she begins to cut at the uh, she begins to cut at the weeds and pull them out with a little shovel and the and the shears. A lawnmower would just non-discriminately cut all of these. We don't want that. But won't the flowers just regrow? Wouldn't the weeds? Fair point. And she'll start clipping weeds, but every time she goes to do one, she'll like look at the prints to see, like, make sure it's not a flower. Okay. <laughs> and and clip. Yeah. But eventually she gets into it and she knows what's flower, what's weed, and, and she begins to assist in tending this garden. Give me looking at skills, looking at skills. Um, give me a, a strength and athletics role. Hunger doesn't really matter in this case because, you know, it's <laughs> we're in wacky dreamland. Oh, hundred percent success rate, four successes. As you are gardening here, and as some time will pass with the prince correcting you, answering your questions about the gardening process, the pointing out what is plant, what is weed. Uh, you will come across a stubborn weed that's uh, that's giving you a little trouble. So you put down your shears, you put down your little shovel, and get both hands on it, and you give it a pull. And as you pull, there is what starts off as a bulb at the bottom of it that you pull a little bit harder because you got four successes so it's no struggle for you uh that bulb turns out to be the shrunken head of a man and as you continue to pull it is a small let's say eight inch or so version of samuel cartwright so look at it. Um, does it look like it's alive or its eyes, its eyes are open? Its eyes are closed. It okay. is dried out as though all of the moisture has been sapped from it. It is, I believe desiccated is the correct word. Um, it does not look healthy at all. It does not look like the man that you saw, but... It is clearly a, a weed. She'll hold it towards the prince. What is this? She will point with the shears towards the stalk that's coming out of the head. Looks like a weed to me. I see he'll look a little confused and say, oh, okay, all right. So things mean other things here. I get that. All right. All right. Because, you know, the the snake I saw, uh, you know, we found that. So, it, I mean, things, things correlate. So, are you, are you saying that 
Cartwright had to go, and now we're removing any remaining presence he has? She points at the pile of weeds in between the two of you that you have been slowly removing from this section of garden. Uh, well, that one... That one looks similar to this one. She'll hold up another weed. But these, and she'll hold up two or three other ones. These don't look anything like that, so they're different kinds of weeds. What kind of weed are they? Oh, I don't know all of their names. I just know that they are poisoning or strangling the garden and are preventing flowers from growing. What do the f flowers' roots look like? Do you want to pull one up? Can I? If you want. Okay. She'll pull one. As you pull this one up, it is similar to how uh, similar to how the bulb and the the weed part of the other one was. Uh, choose Calvin, Keith, or Kendra. Keith. Okay. As you pull it up, there is the the face of Keith that comes at the at the bulb portion of it. Um, it doesn't look uh, it doesn't look dried out or desiccated like the uh, the head of Cartwright did, but it does look like he is sleeping. And it is a much smaller version of him. And she'll try to replant it as best she can to put it back in. It's Keith. Yeah. I gotta make sure it lives. So, okay. Did um, did you want to do this surreptitiously or just you know whatever? What do you mean? Uh, did you want to do this where the prince couldn't see or? Oh yeah, no, it's in front. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, she just looks over you, gives you a little side eye and a little smile, and goes back to pulling weeds. Missy goes back to. Pulling weeds, too. After a minute or two, the prince will be... So I see you're starting to get it. Um, maybe? It would be nice to know more, and uh, not from somebody who likes to speak in riddles. So maybe the other you could help, because this you is, I don't know, a little confusing. But, I mean, I get we have to, you know, clear the weeds to... Choke out the before they choke out the flowers, and I don't know what makes a person a weed and what makes a person a flower, but apparently, I guess maybe the bad ones are the weeds and the ones with promise are the flowers. But aren't there some weeds that do have flowers? There was a very popular weed when when I was young. You are familiar with the that. Dandelions, or what do they call them when they sprout the puffballs? I don't know. I always still call them dandelions. <clears throat> yeah, okay. They are just they are just dandelions. They don't have a different. Okay. Um, when I was young, we would we would play a little game with, and she reaches over and she pulls out a dandelion, one that's got a nice full round head of seeds on it, where we would take these and, well, we would. And then she blows on it, and the seeds go everywhere. It's a 
magical moment is there's a shot from above as the seeds fly up and swirl around. We would make a wish, and then we would blow, and then the seeds would carry our wish far and wide. So we used to believe. We were young. It was just before, just before the internet. But it's still a weed. So even though somebody might look friendly or look like a flower, inside they're really just, at their core, they're really just a weed. And sometimes when we're young and we don't know any better, we think that, well, we think that weeds can can carry our wishes to whoever may be listening. Like I said, I was young and foolish. He thought it carried wishes, but all it did was carry more weeds to choke out more flowers. She just gives you a smile. Okay. Then maybe you'll know. And she'll indicate over to the shadowy figures and Raven and say, well, why are some people here like that? And some people here, you know, like you and I. Why is there this difference? Sometimes flowers take time to bloom. They require careful attention, the proper water, the proper sunlight, good minerals, good soil. A good foundation can be very important when you're trying to cultivate a garden. Now Missy is a little... She's given a a hard side eye. The prince pays your side, I don't mind. And just continues on with what she's doing. I see, we'll continue as well. But inside, (laughs) further inside her head. uh, (laughs) We're we're inceptioning real hard here. (laughs) Um, I think things are clicking in there. Oh, she's solid because she's been cultivated and she's been working for the prince over you know a significant length of time and i think missy's going to say or think that was the cultivation part you hear your prince was doing that you hear your more adult voice chime in say i mean that's as good as theory as i've got is she there or is she it's just the voice? When you look around you see her, she's right there, right next to you. There's a third set of gardening tools. She's got her own little uh squishy knee pad that she's kneeling on and her own little sun hat. Miss is just gonna give her a dirty look. Oh, now you just show up. Back there you made me look like a fool, but now you show up. What do you mean? I was here the whole time. <gasps> You're such a liar. How are how are we liars? How do we lie to ourselves? Believe me, I know we lie to ourselves and we lie to everyone else. Constantly have to lie. No. I'm surprised we're a flower. Surprised we weren't deemed a weed, to be honest. She turns her head to look at you and there is a little flower, a little lily that is stuck behind her ear. She's like, you know what? You're not wrong. Kind of nice to be a flower. She turns her head back to go back to what she was doing. 
Let's see, he'll go back to working on the garden. And she she thinks about this, you know, I'm right. It it is nice to be a flower. I don't want to be one of these weeds. Yeah. Doesn't look good. And I, I don't want to be some shadowy figure, so I'm happy I'm I'm here here. I'm not sure why there has to be a, a, a copy of me here, but whatever. Uh I'm not a copy, I'm you. She yeah. rolls her eyes in a way that you have done to so many people. Uh, um, so it isn't bad to be a flower. I don't want to be a weed. And then she'll look at the prince. How do we tell the flowers f- from the weeds? How do we tell the weeds that are inside people and the people who have flowers? Practice, mostly. It's taken me many years to get, and she motions to the garden around her, uh, to get the garden into this state, it was an awful mess when I first started. Thankfully, mm-hmm. and she motions the other direction to where there's a couple of the other people that you have seen here that are doing some of their own gardening. Some of them are chatting. Some of them are still relaxing. Uh, thankfully, I've gotten a lot of help over the years. But don't worry. It's, it's a big job. There's always room for another set of hands that are ready and willing to work. And so look between the prince and over to herself and look at the garden and everything around. And I think she'll start to feel calmer. Like I think she'll start to appreciate that this is better than where she has to be or where she's been in life. This isn't bad. And if she had to be stuck here in her head, this is a great place to be stuck. You got the sunshine, which she hasn't seen in forever. So I think she'll start to feel comfortable and really get into doing the gardening. Is there anything else you want out of this scene? No. In that case, you will find yourself back in the basement where we left you at the previous recording, but your hands are a little sore, as though you've been doing a lot of repetitive tasks with them. You know, a lot of, a lot of clipping with shears, a lot of digging in the dirt. Uh, just that momentary, like, open and close them a couple times to work it out. Uh, she'll take a deep breath and s- start looking around her to see if Terrence and um, Art are s- still around, or did they just leave her down here? It is the 29th of November. Where does the time go? Uh, <clears throat> we're going to explore Missy's headcanon tonight. Plenty going on up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it can be very crowded sometimes. <laughs> which is something I should have totally brought in when you were doing all these premonitions for years. Before. <clears throat> oh, fuck my hindsight. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, And since Missy's been in this premonition, no, no, no. She did hear Terrence and Art talk about the Bahari, right? I think before the premonition, they were in the room talking. Or no? Oh, we're going back a bit of time, and it's been a... Yeah, I know, I know. 
Well, Oz is here listening. Does he remember? He does, and the answer is yes. Okay. okay. Thank you. There's a lot of things that happened that night. I know. I know. A lot of things happened that night. <laughs> um. This Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official, fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.